This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. Hey everybody! And were you gonna exactly say something? Exactly, that's what you were gonna say. Hey everyone! <laughs> Men, women, non-binaries, animals, aliens, pets. Boy, why do we keep doing that? I, just, I don't know why. I, don't know. I feel like I want to just I want to include everyone. That's why. Welcome to another episode of the MFG Cast. This time we're gonna be talking about cons, like making decisions about cons, like. Because, you know, going to a con, no matter if it's somewhere in town or somewhere out of town, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of decision making. So I thought it would be kind of fun to talk about that. But before that, let's talk about some now playing, shall we? Well, why not? Yeah. What have we been playing recently? Well, we grabbed a game off our shelf that we hadn't played. I'm pretty sure we bought it a couple of years ago. <laughs> Maybe? Yeah. Called Root by Leader Games? What do you Letter mean? Letter Games? What's Root? I've never heard of it. Letter Leader, Letter Leader Games? Sorry about that. We don't know. It is a game. That was really dusty on our shelf. <laughs> it is a game about four different factions. The Vagabonds, the Eeries. Just one Vagabond, actually. It's a single Vagabond, which, oh, is, yeah. which is pretty interesting. One Gypsy... That's kind of how I think of it as. A gypsy, <laughs> what is it? A gypsy rat or? Gypsy rose? No. It's, I don't know. Uh, I think he is a raccoon, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then the Eeries, if that's how they're pronounced, those are, they look like blue, blue jays, kind of. Mm-hmm. Then there's Marquis de Cat, which obviously that indicates they're cats. And then the last faction is called the Alliance. So, Kurt and I decided, since this game has been sitting on our shelf for mm, probably two plus years, I don't know what year this game came out. 2018. Okay, so probably, yeah, a couple years. Mm -hmm. We probably got it when it first came out, because everybody was excited about it, and obviously we were too. We were so excited we had to buy it to leave it on our shelves. We decided to play for the first time last night, and we played with the suggested... Starting factions of, I've already forgotten. The Marquis de Cat and the Eerie. Yes. So I was Marquis de Cat, which brought out the terrible things in me. And <laughs> Gert was um, Eerie. And basically each faction has like a type of, I don't want to say power, different type of strategy. Yeah, it's like a different way to play basically. Yeah. Each um, faction has a different player mat. And they have different things that they are able to do. So my faction was had sawmills. They were able to collect wood. 
during my turn, they could build workshops um, with the wood. They were able to recruit workers. And I could march and I could fight. Marching meaning moving my cats. I could fight. I could take over territories. Basically, the goal of the game was whoever reached 31st. No. So that was a really quick synopsis of what my faction did. What, But your faction was absolutely different yeah, from mine. Yeah, mine had like a decree board where I had to put cards in certain spots so I could do those actions. So if I wanted to do a move action, I had to put a card there that matched the territory's symbol. Otherwise, I couldn't move there. And, and if I wanted to do multiple moves, then I'd have to put multiple cards there. So each turn, I had to put at least one or two cards on this decree thing. Well, the only thing that is kind of interesting about, well, the one thing that's interesting about it is that once I run out of cards and I can't put any more there, or can't remember exactly. You can't do the moves or. Yeah, if I can't do any of the things that are on my board, even if it's one thing, I do what's called turmoil. And there's a chance where I lose victory points, but also I can lose, I, I have every time I have like a leader, basically. And I have chances for that leader to be defeated and then I have to bring out another leader, which gives you different possibilities for different special abilities, but also it kind of hurts you. It's very both work, you know, in the combats and the stuff like that. So it's, it's very cool. I like it. Yeah, it was, it was a really interesting game. The game board is two sided. So we didn't obviously, since we only played it this one time to just see what it was about. We only played the one side of the board, but the other side is winter, which adds some more variables, I guess, is what you're reading in the rule book. So that will be interesting too. It's a, can you play this one player? No. Uh, yes, you can. Yes. One one to four players for this one, because there's the four factions. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to play with multiple factions. Um, more than two factions, I should say. It didn't bring out my um, best side, but I don't want to talk about it, because I got really, really frustrated during this game, and that normally doesn't happen for me. I think I was just a little bit off and sensitive or something i don't know i was mad i was a mad cat well i think it also didn't it didn't help that i was basically getting rid of a lot of your warriors basically yeah you know and luckily i didn't have much turmoil during my game so it wasn't it wasn't as bad for me you know it could have been a lot it could have been worse because I had way more warriors that I could put out. Yeah. But we were learning the game too, and I think I was trying to figure out all the pieces, and then you just kept taking my warrior cats away, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I I literally was losing yeah. my poop. War is hell. I've heard it was horrible. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, it was not a pretty sight. Yeah. So for me. Yeah. But, I mean, I only lost by one point, so I'm not really sure why I was so, like, blah. Yeah. But, you know, it's a good game then. And the first person I thought of that needed to play this game was John from Legends of Tabletop because he likes, he doesn't like co-ops. <laughs> and this one, I can imagine getting brutal, especially if you add more factions in it because mm-hmm. they all do their own things. And But, yeah, it has a lot of different elements from crafting cards um, to get victory points to my character, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, as I built workshops and recruited more warriors and things like that, as I put those pieces on the board, I actually gained, that's how I gained more victory points towards the end of the game. Mm, yeah, I forgot too. about mine too, that like the more roost I have out, which the roost helped me build, you know, get more 
more um, birds to the yard, <laughs> as they say, then that's how I score victory points is at the end of every round where the rightmost spot that's empty on my roost board, that's how I get victory points too, besides crafting. The only thing that's another thing that sucks for the Eerie too is like when you craft a card, usually you get the victory points on the card, but because the Eerie, they, I can't remember exactly, but they, they, don't like crafting that much, so I only get one victory point every time. I no do matter it. how many points it says on yeah, the card. Yeah, exactly. So, that so I would get, I may get three for crafting something where Kurt only gets one. Yeah. Ha ha. But, but yeah. he still beat me by one point. Yep, yep. I still got the victory. Victory is mine. And I was mad about it. Yes. But anyway, were. so that's Root in a semi nutshell. We only played it once, so we're gonna play it again when I am not so bitter. Apparently. <laughs> because <laughs> that was i've never seen myself like that before. yeah yeah well talk about a game that can't make you bitter towards your your fellow fellow people because it's a co-op game uh me and mike actually played uh thanos rising uh or thanos however you would like to pronounce that it's i think gale force 9 i think makes that game um, it's one of those games where uh you're rolling dice and you're trying to get these symbols to either recruit um, heroes or you're trying to defeat villains and it's got this kind of almost this rondelle kind of board where thanos is facing a certain direction there's four sides or is it three no there's three sides sorry and depending on where he's facing when he attacks he'll attack the the um, heroes that are there to be recruited or if you are actually you like everybody gets their own token to move to certain spots on there to help recruit or de defeat villains. Like, he will attack you if your icon is on there, or if you're simple or whatever. But it's cool because as you as you recruit more heroes, you get more dice to roll more things. Um, there's also some different tokens that you can get. So say you beat some of the villains that are on the board, you actually get a token uh, from a token supply. But, you know, basically the name of the game is either um, you lose if Thanos defeats all of your heroes that you have on your on one side of your board it's not i don't think it's both characters i think it's just if one character's heroes all get beat then everybody loses or if you defeat it depend i think it depends upon how many players you have you'd have so many is this it yep it's by usopoly oh okay usaopoly okay so you the, might want to edit that sure edit point here for the publisher usaopoly is the publisher for that but yeah, this game is fun because it's, you know, it, it's got all these cool colored dice that have different symbols for you to get certain things. Like they have like an eyeball and they have like a little punch symbol or like a little pow symbol. They've got, uh, I can't remember all the symbols, but it's, it's cool because you're just, you're helping to recruit these things. But also there's this infinity stone board that will get added every time too. And there's the five stones or whatever. So then you could, once they add uh, four, I think it's four or five cubes. I think it's five cubes to that board. Uh, the the infinity stone thing flips over and it gets a little bit harder. Luckily for me and Mike, we actually beat the game before one of those was able to flip over because that would have been just really tough. But yeah, just one of those games that's, it's easy to easy to learn, easy to play, just really fun. I I I think if you're a you know a Marvel fan, if you like easy co-op or fun to learn easy co-op games that have strategy and have challenge, try this out. I I thought this would be kind of a game that's like oh this looks like it's just kind of a 
do you think it would look like it was a cool game, but it was cool looking, but not having the elements of good play? Yes, exactly. That's what I was trying to think of. Like, I can't think of the word, but like, you know, it's just something to kind of suck you in and then it's not really that great. But this, this really was fun. I really enjoyed it. So yeah, try it if you're, um, if you're uh, intrigued by it. It's Thanos Rising. And then the last um, game that we played that was also a co-op game, we played that actually just prior to recording this, was Reign of, oh, Pandemic Reign of Cthulhu by Z-Man Games. And that was insane. <laughs> oh, I get that joke. Haha, <laughs> I <laughs> became insane. Yeah, and man. And we've played this before, and we've beat it probably several times. Yeah. But, man, we just couldn't catch a break on this one. No. And it's funny, too, because our characters that we played with, like, I feel like we had really good special abilities, but it, the game didn't give us a chance to do anything. No, we kept flipping, um, what are they, I call them something else, but I can't think of the true... The evil stirs. Evil stirs. Mm-hmm. We kept flipping those cards, which make you do set actions, since, I mean, much like standard pandemic game... But it makes you do certain actions. So you're going to have to um, reshuffle cards into the deck and put cultists out. And you're going to have to... What else do you oh, have actually, to do? Actually, that one is is you put put out to reveal an old one yep. first. I was, just, I was just saying yeah. the types of things you needed and to do. And then the Shagath actually comes out. And or, revealing an old one is cards that you're revealing that um, the majority... Well, they're kind of a, those are a mixed bag too, because some of them are they stand throughout the entire game. So it could be like every time you go through a place, you that has we had this one that has more than two cultists in it, which are basically like if we're relating this to the standard pandemic game. These are like the cubes. So anytime you'd have like two cultist figures in there, you'd have to clear them before you could finish going through that city. And so that was one that always stood through and we had to follow that one. Whereas other ones were just a one-time thing. So when we flipped that old one, we had to, based on the player count, we had to discard cards that we had Mm -hmm. in our hand. Or another one was discard insane tokens. Mm -hmm. And each player starts with four tokens that basically keep them sane but as actions or things happen during the game you have to you have the potential to get rid of these and then once you lose your insane tokens you have to flip your player over and then you um your actions basically get reduced the number of your actions get reduced and the potential of what your person was doing yeah, your special changes. Ability. Your special ability, I yeah. can think of what it was. That changes too. So, of course, when old the old one had us reduce or remove some of our... When the old man... Or old When the old man had us... Get off my lawn. When the old one had us remove insane tokens, Kurt and I, I had, what, three? You had two? Mm-hmm. And we had to get rid of three of them in um combined i had to get rid of two he had to get rid of one because neither one of us wanted to go insane so that really kind of threw us yeah 
for a loop too. Yeah, it did. But man, those old ones just kept flipping and flipping and flipping. Like you get seven total, including Cthulhu, which ends the game. But man, it just well, and then the Shagus that kept having to move, and then like one the one rule is if a Shagath has to move from a uh, whatever the portal is or whatever to another spot, if you the move. Gate. Oh, from the gate, yep, from the gate to another spot. Instead, you take them out of the game, and then you do the, shoot, what is that action? It's like a, uh, just an action that basically screws you over again, which makes you reveal another old one, and, you know, and, and do certain things. The, just, the echo one? The echo uh, thing? No. No. no doesn't matter. I don't know. There's a lot of different terminology, but, yeah. man, we couldn't catch a break. No. We ended up closing one gate. No, we ended up closing two out of the four, oh, we which did, was we pretty. Did. Which, if you think about it in that in those terms, that's pretty good. But still, it just felt like we were just getting smoked. Well, and what was funny was that you were like, "Well, we've already seen two of these. I want to call them stir of echoes. Why? <laughs> um, we've already seen two of those, and there's only four, and so it'll be we'll be okay if we don't." clear cultists out of these spaces right now and then what do i flip one of those cards boom and but i think the game ends also if you reach the old the old one the end of the old one row but or if both of you go insane yeah yep that's where i was going yeah no no so we were really close to that too because kurt only had one one sanity left on one sanity left yeah yeah chase yeah, it was just, so, it's a fun game, but it's just, it's, it, it was can brutal. spiral so hard. Yeah. Well, exactly. especially like it's the luck of the draw, really. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got a lot of planning, but it's also got some, some, uh, God, why can't I think of the word like spontaneity or, you know, you just don't know what's going to come up. The luck of the draw. Yes. Luck of the draw. But yeah. So, yeah. so that's what we've been playing. Yeah. Really trying to knock off some games off of our shelf and play some oldies Yeah, that we haven't played for a while. So yeah, I think nice, we're doing a good job. It's nice to play some of those old games like that, too. Old, so. new, and... Everything in between. Yes, old, new, and really dusty and not played. Yeah, exactly. So let's get into our subject about... Cons. Cons. It's weird. I, I, I wanted to... I think I'm going to call this decisions on cons because... The cons of cons. The cons ah. of cons and the pros of cons. Ooh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just there's a lot of different decisions you have to make when you decide that you want to go to a con. Like, we, the reason why I came, I came up with this and I thought this might be a good subject for us to discuss is that this next weekend here, as you're listening to this, we're going to be go- uh, the weekend of Valentine's Day weekend. Um, we're going to be going to Con of the North in, Min- in Minnesota. And... We had a lot of questions with this one because we we wanted to go because our friend Taylor LaBrush is going to be there, but also we wanted to have fun at a local con, and this one seems to be fun. But also, it's been hard for us to get into games at this con. Well, and we thought this being our, what, third year? Yeah. Going to this one, we know what we need to do this time. Because the first year, we got burned because we didn't buy our passes and register for games because it was our first year and we didn't know how it worked. And then the second year, did we choose to not? We bought our passes ahead of time, but we didn't register for games. Oh, we registered for some games, but... I don't think... Did we? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure we oh, only we re- did a couple. And oh, we left our thing open. We didn't pre-register for games. We just registered for games after the fact. And then this third year, we were like, we're going to be so awesome. Yeah. We're going to pre-register for our badges. And then we're going to do this little dealy-mabobber. That's a technical term. You sound, you sound so Midwestern when you say that. Dealey Mabobber. I am Midwestern. Oh, yeah, you are. Uh, don't you know? They, that they have where you basically select the games that you want and then pick the order that you would prefer them. So if you pick and sign up for eight games, then you say, okay, out of these eight games, if I were to choose... Out of these eight games, this would be the first one I'd want you to sign me up for, the second one I want you to sign mm-hmm. me up for, and so on. And so we spent a lot of time doing that because we're taking Logan with us, and so we were doing that for three of us. So we had to not only pick eight games that all three of us could play and plot out the time and the day, but pick out the order in which we wanted to play them in the desired play. So how many of those games did we end up getting signed up for out of the eight that we scheduled? Was it eight games or was it was ten? Eight. Okay, no, you're right. Um, we got signed up for one game, and only two of us did. <laughs> so we totally failed, and we didn't totally fail. I, was I don't say, think I I put that all on the convention. I think we did really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were mad. I'm still mad about it. Yeah, and I understand like running a convention is probably very difficult, but. The fact that they know that it this convention is getting bigger and bigger as it goes, they should be able to schedule more events in different spots and be able to accommodate more people. Or, if you can't do that, then say there's only so many tickets that are available or how many badges are available, and that's it. Because, you know, I think for us, if... I think if Taylor wasn't there, and I think Taylor said he's going to bring his mom, if we weren't there to be able to play games with them, just maybe to go off to the side and play a game, or maybe to, you know, take a chance and see if anybody's not playing a game or sits out of a game to go to somewhere else if we can go. If if that didn't happen, then I think, why are we wasting all of our... Like, it, this con isn't super expensive as far as buying the badges, but then we have to buy a hotel, then we, we have, have to, to figure... Eat. We have to eat. We have to figure out what, where, our, what if anybody's taking care of our animals. We have to. We had to figure out if we're gonna take Logan or not. You know, because it's like okay, well now we're paying more for him too. Yep. You know, so there's a lot of different decisions you have to make when it comes to stuff like that. So you know, we find out that only two of us get to do this. So what's the other person supposed to do? I can't even remember who made it in. Which two of us made it mm-hmm. into this game? And so we just dropped the game because it's really, you take all three of us or you don't take any of us because, you know, it's, it was like 8.30 in the morning on Saturday. We're already getting in, eh, not super late on Friday night, but, you know, we didn't sign up for any of the Friday games, which there's an awesome amount of games on Friday, but that would mean we'd have to pull, we'd have to leave early on Friday or take off of work or pull Logan from school and, you know, he, that would be okay, but it's Valentine's Day. And, you know, he wants to do the Valentine's Day thing and whatever. So we pulled it. So then we thought, well, we'll just manually 
Look at what other games are available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Did we end up signing up for something like super late? Yeah, I think we signed up. Or we for something. talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, so we're literally, we booked a hotel. We're literally flying by the seat of our pants because we'd like to play games on the side. And I think we're going with the flow to play with Taylor and whomever else we see there that we would possibly know. But I mean, we're basically playing or paying to play outside of whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we, they don't have enough events yeah. in space. Well, and we can hope to, you know, hope for, because sometimes they have demos, we can hope for playing a demo of yeah. a game, you know. Um, also, there's, you know, so, some really amazing local game companies that are going to be there, like Atlas and Litter and Floodgate. Floodgate. Yeah. So, we'll, you know, we'll have a chance to kind of look at that stuff, too. Thunderworks, yeah, definitely. So, you know, that'll be fun. But, you know, it's like you have to kind of, take that stuff into consideration like okay are we gonna take this time to do this plus it's it's you know taking up our weekend where we could be doing other things you know so you have to kind of think of it that way and that you know and we even have this same conundrum with gen con because we're like we want to go to gen con but now we're like okay we have to find a hotel that's not super expensive and, and that's way worse and that is way worse. way worse a lot of time much farther away you know we have we have you know, maybe an inn somewhere there, but we'll, you know, we'll see about that. And then you have to think about like transportation, parking, like, you know, it's, it's harder for us to little, you know, kind of get around. So it would be nice to have something that's at the hotel or near the hotel, but like that gets really expensive. You're well, and then, the and then for that one, that would be leaving on what Wednesday, coming back on Sunday, way more time. For, money for gas, because we wouldn't fly for the travel time, for the food, because yeah. you have three meals and anything else that you want to eat. And yeah, so you have to get creative. For us, it's like for us to drive to Indianapolis, it's about a nine hour drive. So, yep. you know, we have to think about that. It's like, okay, do we want to, you know, pack a cooler and do some sandwiches or do we want to? You know, eat out, or do we want to... Oh, and then we get the tolls. Yeah, tolls too. Yeah, tolls, we have to yeah. think about that. Um, I mean, it ends up being expensive just for the hotel. We're looking at, what, a thousand bucks just to stay. Close to a thousand dollars just to stay in a hotel. And that doesn't count the increase in the tickets yeah. that they're doing this year. If we go, if we choose to go this year, Logan can get in free for one more year. Yeah. If we take him. Yeah. And then the possibility of, you know, if we're, if Gen Con's al- allowing us to have another press pass this year, then it, it'll cost us at least one less badge too. Yep. But otherwise, and then I still pay for mine or one of us pays for ours, but like crazy. I don't know. And I, I hate to leave Logan at home because he'd want to go. Mm-hmm. And this would be the last year he can get in for free. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, and and then it's at having someone watch our house basically mm-hmm. for that period of time. Like, holy moly. Yeah. Taking off work. Yeah, definitely. You have to, you know, take those vacation days or whatever and hope, you know, like last year for me, like we had gone to a couple places 
we had gone to Gen Con and a couple other things and stuff like that. And by the end of the year, I was scraping to have any vacation days for sick time. But you ended up having a, you had enough. I did, I did, but it was but, it, it was close. Yeah. You well, know? I didn't have I didn't have any at the end, but now it's like it it's so nice to be able to go to these. You know, there's the one that we're going to be going to next weekend. But then we talked about going back to one that we had only gone to once in um, Wisconsin here um, called Meeplestock. And we thought that one would be fun. They moved to a new venue. I think they possibly moved to a new venue based on the amount of people or that kind of thing. The venue was nice because it was in a hotel. So, you know, we could stay at that hotel and just bop back and forth between our room and the the convention and that type and that, of thing. Yeah, and that one wasn't overly expensive because it was a smaller one. Yeah, and so that would be nice if they still had it at the hotel. Now they don't anymore. They have it at um, some other area. It's like a golf course or something like that. Yeah, so, and I still think that's fairly um, reasonable and priced and stuff like that, but it's been a few years since we went to that one. That one is just over the weekend also, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That's in March. Like, do we do we want to go to that one? Because mm-hmm. that one was fun. Mm-hmm. Man, the people were super nice. Yeah, they, are, they were super nice. The game library was awesome. So even if we couldn't get into a game to play, and, the, and they didn't have very many options, if they didn't have very many options, I should say, then we could always play a lot of games that we weren't able to, and we did the last time we went. So that was cool. I think you won a game or something when you were there too, which mm-hmm. is awesome. That's true. That so, was fun. but then that's hotel. Yeah. Gas. Yep. Passes. Well, and then you have to think about okay, so now you're going to these conventions, you're playing these games. Well, you get that in your head like, oh, I really like this game. Maybe I should get it. And then it's like <laughs> now you have to think about that. Okay, do I want to spend money on this right now? Because I already spent money for the hotel and the gas and the room and the food. So now do I want to spend a bunch of money on games, too? So it's like, okay, you know, is it something maybe you could just put on your list to buy later? Or is it something you really need right now? Well, and do you just really think you need it right now? Because you just played it and you have it in your head? Mm-hmm. And you'll forget about it later? Yeah, I think I think a thing that really ties into the want more is availability, too. So if you go to a place and you see something, you're like, there's no way I'm going to get this game anywhere else. Even if it's online, you know, it's like not available online or, you know, through uh, the company itself, you know, it's like, okay, now, no, this is a special cir- circumstance. Am I going to want this game now? Because this might be something I not, I'm not going to get down the road. So now you have to have that, those pros and cons in your head. Like, okay, is this something that I truly want and I will truly play? Well, and we, I was just thinking about um, what was kind of cool about Meeplestock. If they still do it, we'll have to look. And if we choose to go to that one, they had an auction at that one. So we brought a big stack of games that we knew that um, we were going to be able to sell or that we hoped to sell, that we were able to sell. And then we turned around and used the money to, I think we bought Seasons there. We did. Which we haven't played yet. (laughs) Um, but we have it. Money well spent. Well, but we got a good. We got it for a good price. Yeah. I think we placed a bid on another game, which we ended up buying recently. Was it Mombasa? Yeah. And Kirk got me that one for Christmas, but 
it took us a while to get that. But one of the other games that we ended up playing out of their games library was called Not Alone. Yeah. And what you just made me think of, what I'm proud of us or impressed with us is that we hadn't, we didn't buy it until recently. Yeah. And we bought it in the Denton, the Dented section at another con, I think, right? Mm hmm. And we just, like we just recently bought that. That's been a few years. Yeah. So obviously it was one that um, we had in our mind that we wanted to be able to play it again, but we weren't dying to be able to have it like right that second, yeah. which was cool. And maybe that's the strategy or that's the, the feeling that we have to have, unless we feel like we have to have it right at that moment. Yeah. Like we did that when we were at Game Hole Con where we played um, Wingspan and we saw that. Uh, from a vendor and we ended up supporting that vendor there mm -hmm. which i would rather do that if it's priced reasonably than purchase it on amazon yeah definitely and so i guess weighing out those types of things too mm -hmm. are good yeah or don't do like i did and buy coma ward from a con thinking you really need this and you didn't play it and then it sucks ass i'm sorry i well, i usually don't like but some people really that. like that game. I know. Why? I know. It'll always come up uh, in our... I know. It'll and always... And it's funny, too, because I don't like bad-mouthing bad games. But, man, that game made me so mad. I wasted I, so much money on that game. Well, I know. Did we get a good deal on it? Uh, uh kind of. Nope. Didn't we? Uh, yeah. 70 well, bucks or something did we pay? No, we paid 60 but I think we got a discount off of that and then some other games, too. But still... But, what a waste. But it, what's funny is that we saw that at Gen Con, and they're putting out an expansion or something. Mm -hmm. So people obviously, well, that doesn't mean anything. Just because they're putting out an expansion doesn't mean people obviously like it. But yeah. anyhow, so going to a con has a lot of things that you have to think about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so definitely weigh them out, and like, don't, don't make too many spontaneous decisions, because, man... A lot of times when you do that, you really kind of screw yourself over, especially when we talk about our collections and stuff like that. We just, sometimes we're just, we have, you know, rose colored glasses and we're like, oh, this is cool. This is la la la. It's like, unless you're like really sure, don't pull the trigger on buying too much unless you really know that you really are going to go for, you know, play it consistently, you know? Well, but I think sometimes having those rose colored glasses on, I think we've made some of our best decisions <laughs> at the same time. Like, I think we are like very lucky and very um, happy with some of the purchases that we've made at cons Yeah, well, and the because thing of that too. But I think there is such thing as going crazy and overbuying and we're like notorious for doing that when we go to like mm -hmm. gen con when we get like just the itch to buy stuff mm -hmm. i think we improved a little bit when yeah. we were at it this past year but yeah yeah and i think one of the one of the pluses too is going to like some of these local cons and stuff like that is you find these companies that you're like Oh, I really like your game and I really like to support you right now, you know, and you buy it directly from them instead of having it from Amazon or third party and stuff like that. So well, I think yeah, that's and we cool. and we did that at um that's why I that's why I like going I know we kind of expressed our frustration at the beginning of this episode talking about Con of the North and our frustration with how they run and um, registering and how you know we're frustrated with that. But I 
always have so much fun walking through that vendor hall Mm -hmm. because by the end of that weekend, everybody knows who we are for some reason. (laughs) And And we don't know everyone else and we know everybody else. And we don't technically walk around and say like, introduce ourselves to everyone. They just know our faces and they know who we are. Like, you know, I remember last year we played a rousing game of Mall Madness. <laughs> and then later on, the guy who was playing running Mall Madness with us caught us last year. And we played a game that we're still talking about on the podcast. And we still want to find it. If you ever want to mail it to us, we still want to play San Marco. Um, hopefully Ben was his name. Not hopefully Ben was his name. Ben, hopefully, will bring San Marco to Con of the North and will remember us and we can play that with him again. But uh, he just, he described us, everybody, it seems like in the vendor hall, remembered who we were. I mean, it's a small enough event that it seems like everybody is familiar with the faces that or were very memorable. It must be. <laughs> but what's cool about the the vendors at smaller cons too is that they always want to talk to you. I wouldn't think it's schmoozing you, but it's like, oh, you purchased something from us. I'm going to give you this. Yeah. Um, from the kindness of their heart, and I know that they do that at other cons too, but it's more of like a promo card. But like we've got like full on games for cheaper mm-hmm. there or. They'll mark down. That's where last year we got that game by Atlas Games that we ended up ended up being. Oh, I want to play that now. Ended up being a nice surprise. Witches of the Revolution. Yeah, Witches yeah. of the Revolution, and we. I had never heard of that game. And we got that for what twenty bucks. Yeah. Um, by Atlas Games, and that was just. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I encourage people to go to cons because they're fun and the people are fun. But it's a fun experience. It is a fun experience. Just be prepared to get really excited if it's your first one and want to buy everything. <laughs> That's kind of what we were like, at least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it might be a little bit scary and intimidating at first, but I think everyone might feel like that. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't be because you're all you're in good company. Yeah, definitely. There's still some things I get I get a little nervous about when it comes to cons too, but like we're all just people. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, have you been to any cons? I mean, there I'm sure there's people that are listening right now that have never even been to a con. So, you know, what's keeping you from going? You know, if you've been to cons, what, what are some of your experiences and what are some of your, what's something you can pass on to other people that would, you know, help them in their experience if they were to go to cons? So let us know at MFGCast on Twitter. Join our Facebook page and get in on the conversation. So that's it for this episode. So until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG Cast. Thanks for listening. Yeah, have a good day. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.